We're in 1 John chapter 5. Say, so we're going to finish up, Adam? Uh, no. Next week, though. I mean, as much as you can plan anything. I always, you know, remember God can interrupt our plans with uh, his plans. He could show up and would have, uh, maybe we can schedule John to finish up this, uh, I mean, the John, but uh, I can't today. There's just just too much stuff here. So we're going to look at chapter uh, 5, starting in verse 6. We'll end in verse 13. Pay attention to the Word of God. I'm going to talk fast because there's a lot of stuff here, and I'm just praying that you'll listen fast. Let's um, let's stop by invoking the throne room for God's favor. Father, you would uh, favor us by teaching us the things that we need to know from this passage. It's a, I don't know, I think hard sledding here, but uh, but you're God. And you can uh, speak to our hearts, breathe life into your word in the way that, you know, we get it and we understand it and we're changed by it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, starting in verse 5, well, how about verse 4? Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is a victory overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. And that kind of introduces this next part. And this whole section here, it's about the witness, the testimony of God. Verse 6. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, the uh, the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given us, eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Now let's unpack. Uh, this is he that cometh by water. Who? He who? The overcomer? No, Jesus Christ, the Son of God from verse 5. And it will mention that again because John doesn't want us to miss it. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. Now, read commentary and, oh my goodness, oh my. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be all over the place. And I, I kind of understand because it's kind of like, okay, Jesus came by the water and the blood. What does that mean? Well, some have said, okay, by water, baptism, by the blood, that would be like the Last Supper, and this is... This is that, and I'm, I don't, I don't disagree, but I, I, I don't know how you get that from this. I mean, you know, so when we say the water and blood, we're just going to guess. Okay, like at the at the crucifixion, uh, uh, a soldier pierced his side and outflowed water and blood. So this is speaking of that. No, Adam, it, it's speaking of simple birth. You know, when you know blood, like blood's thicker than water. It talks about a familial relationship. It's talking about you know he's this you know son of Mary and Joseph. Well, he was a stepson of Joseph. No blood there, but he was like Mary's son, and he came by water. You know when people they, when their water breaks. This is just talking about his birth. He came by, and this is this is how it's 
what it's talking about. Well, okay, these are good suggestions, and I'm not saying they're not right, but I, 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 so I'm looking at this, and, and I'm looking at the whole passage, because it's talking about bearing witness, it's talking about a record, it's talking about God offering testimony. And so I would say that the water, and as you think about it often, I would think about baptism. At Jesus Christ's baptism, was there testimony given? Oh, my goodness, yeah. God said, Father God spoke, and he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Any questions? Now everyone knows that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the Father. And the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove, whatever that means, okay? So the Holy Spirit is bearing record. Yes, this is Jesus, the Christ. And so the, and so the testimony, if you're looking at this whole thing about testimony, because the whole thing's about records and testimony and offering into evidence, submitting evidence, and this is what it's all about. And so I think that that might be, you say, okay, but what about the blood? When we talk about the blood of Jesus Christ, we're talking about his death. We're talking about the blood of Jesus Christ saves us. We're talking about, yeah, he died on a cross. His blood. And so is, it, is this the same thing? Is this still testimony given? Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, you remember the Roman centurion said, surely this was the son of God? You say, okay, wait, wait, Adam. <laughs> Slow down. You're going to offer that as testimony. The Roman centurion, I, th I think he was prophesying. I think he was speaking for Jesus Christ, uh, speaking for God. I think he was speaking the words of the Holy Spirit of God. I think he was speaking for Father God. Say, I think that's a stretch. Well, we see people speaking on behalf of God, even non-believers, like Pilate. I find no fault in him. Was that true? Was that something that the Holy Spirit of God would say? Was that something that God the Father would say about Jesus Christ? Well, of course. He's saying that's just coincidence. They're on the same side of the argument. Well, God shows up in a dramatic way, and he testifies that it's his son. There's an earthquake. There's darkness. Rocks are rent. When you're breaking rocks, when you're tearing rocks, uh, uh, that seems to me kind of a God thing. I, I'm not sure. It was all coincidence. The veil of the temple was rent in two from top to bottom. Is God speaking? <laughs> Evidently and obviously. And he's saying, again, to my way of thinking, obviously, the way into my presence, into the Holy of Holies, is made available through what Jesus has done just now. Jesus dies. He gives up the ghost. Father, in, into thy hand I commend my spirit. He breathes his last. What a noise that must have made. I bet you could hear it all over town. God testifying. This is my son. So is that what this means? Well, listen, here's a few offerings. Take your pick what the water and blood is. But that's the best I got. And it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth. Spirit bore record that Jesus is the Christ at his baptism, at his death, and everything in between. Now, the Gnostics believe that, the, and this is, if you know this, and I, I haven't taught much about this, because the Gnostics believe that Jesus Christ is just a man, like Sam, Bill, just a carpenter, just an average everyday guy. And then, at his baptism, 
the Christ spirit came on him. And then when he died, the Christ spirit left him. This kind of sounds new agey. Nothing new about new agey. And by the way, is that true? No. No. The angels at Jesus' birth is unto you is, is born this day in the city of David. The Christ, a child, is Christ the Lord. They, he, Jesus was God at his birth, not when he was baptized. And there's still that, there's still these people around with that new age kind of, it's all, it's all nonsense, it's all silly. No, he was always the Christ. He was always divine too. And the Spirit bears witness because the Spirit is truth. Now, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. Now, we have a little bit of a problem, just a little bit of one. Some people say that verse doesn't belong there in the original. Let me read it in King James. I just read it in King James. Let me read it in, like, New American Standard. Verse 7, for there are three that testify. Verse 8, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three are in agreement. By the way, the King James and the New King James, I think, are the only versions that have this. Well, Adam, does it belong or doesn't it? Well, so I listened to my man David Guzik, who I like a lot. And he, through his argumentation and through his, you know, historicity and through his scholarship, he says, no, not in the original, no. Doesn't appear till 1500, blah, blah, blah. And he convinced me that that was added later on. And then this was Friday. I was coming back from Roxbury. We have a project out that way. And so I listened to David Guzik. And after I listened to Joe Foch. And Joe Foch absolutely convinced me that that is absolute scripture and should be included in every text. And so, listen, what I'm saying here is this is above my pay grade. You know, when you start talking about historicity and Erastus and, uh, you know, uh, the... Um, I'm trying to think of the original... Latin version. What? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting too old for this. Uh, things don't come as quickly as they used to. Anyway, when start, people start talking about you know original and best manuscripts, and stuff, hey, you got me. This is like above my pay grade. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not a manuscript guy. I think what it's saying is true. And let's go under the assumption that it's original scripture, okay? And if you don't like it, that's fine. If you're arguing with Jehovah's Witness, I wouldn't use this text because they'll prove, or as much as they can, that no, that's added later on. Because they're, they're not big fans of Trinitarian doctrine. Neither are uh, UPC, United Pentecostal Church, friends either. Um, but you don't need this text to prove that. Again, I just point to the the the, uh, the uh, baptism of Jesus Christ. You have the Father, you have the Son, you have the Holy Spirit of God. All three divine, all three evidently present, all at once. UPC says that Jesus is the Father, and Jesus is the Son, and Jesus is the Holy Spirit. That's incorrect. Scripture, that's incorrect. And they don't believe in Trinitarian doctrine. Well, I do, and I think this verse, if it's not in the original, it's true. Okay? And... Uh, Joe Foch, what he had to say about it was there were people writing and commenting in about the first and second centuries. And there's, what are they commenting on a verse that doesn't exist? And he can pull out commentary and say this. And he's talked about like if you leave it out like it is in the New American Standard and the NIV and 
English Standard Version, all the other versions you know, if you leave it out, it doesn't flow right with masculine and feminine verbs and that things have to agree and Again, above my pay grade. But let's just go. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Again, whether it's there or not in the original, I wasn't around. If you handed me the original manuscript that John wrote and handed to me, how would we know that it was the original one that John wrote? That, you remember, the, the things that, there's, a, there's a quill and ink and things are written on a page. And How do you know from the original? And then someone would take it and copy it. How, how do you know which one's authentic? I, I don't know. So, I, I, again, I agree with this. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And by the way, that's in all texts. And these three agree in one, because we're talking about testimony. Here's the offering of the testimony. We're going to submit this into evidence. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit say, yep, this is, yep, we agree. There are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And again, the water and the blood and the Spirit's testimony that of, of that this is the Christ, because this is what we're talking about. Look at, look at, we're back to overcoming in verse 5. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. I'm offering in the testimony, Jesus is the Son of God. And how am I doing that? It is baptism, the Holy Spirit says. And that's what verse 8 is all about. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. Uh, I'm offering into testimony, says the Spirit of God, that Jesus is the Christ. And he offers into testimony the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sins, to wit, the cross. Now, if we receive the witness of men, and do we? Yeah, we do all the time. And it's important. What? Oh, that's so important. And I talk about this all the time. And if I sound like a broken record, okay. Who's speaking into your life? Oh, the news. If I want to know something, I just turn on the news. And they tell me what I need to know. There you go. Talking to a guy. I've, I've heard this several times. I'm telling somebody, you know, they don't have to. What they're saying is just their opinion. It's not actual fact. Oh, it has to be true, Adam. It has to be true. Yeah, they couldn't be put on TV if it weren't true. Don't. What do you do with that? So some people, you know, the whole COVID thing. It, you listen to the news; it's horrible. We're all going to die, and this is oh my goodness. Who you and you know? So people who think like, yeah, the news, whatever. It's like Charlie Brown's teacher. Nothing discernible's coming at me. I can't. Wah, 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 I can't even make sense of any of that. If you don't believe in the news, then you're kind of like a common sense person. Yeah, there's sickness out there. Yeah, see, coronavirus, it's the stuff that gives us the common cold. There are, you know, four or five types of coronavirus, by the way, none of which they've cured, none of which they've come up with a, an inoculation against. And now they're going to fix it, inoculate us all, and give us our lives back. Yeah, okay. Who are you listening to? About anything. About life. Because here's what I do. I watch the latest TV program, and I watch movies, and I read magazines, and that's how I learn how to be a man of God. How, that's how I learn how to live life. Uh, excuse me, Adam? That might not work. I know, I'm being sarcastic and facetious. 
if we receive the witness of men, and we do, and we all do, um, someone comes in and they saw something, they saw an accident, they saw, and they tell us what happened. They saw an armed robbery. Yeah, it was this guy. I saw him. I saw him with my own eyes. He did it. He's the one. We receive that. We receive in accordance, and so we should, because the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses may every word be established. So we receive the testimony of men, and we should. And John's point is that, yeah, we receive the witness of men, but the witness of God is greater. Now, is anyone going to argue that? Yes, many. Many. Most Americans. God hasn't spoke, and if he spoke, he certainly said that everything we believe is true. You know, marriage is whoever wants to be married. It's between people who love each other. Well, God said, it's kind of between a man and a woman. Well, he's a liar. He doesn't know any better. We know better than God. We, We receive the testimony of men, But the witness of God is greater. Well, what's the witness of God then, Adam? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. John will answer that for us. This is the witness of God, which he had testified of his son. Well, what is it? Well, I'll give it to you. We listened to somebody yesterday, and we were kind of annoyed by the fact that he kept dancing around. <laughs> he, he, every time he tried to t- make a statement, he'd kind of keep... Undermine, not, not, but substantiating, kind of building a foundation and kind of talking sideways and denying the opposite. And so finally, you're like, say it, just say it. We were like, so, yeah, I, I don't want to do that. It's kind of like, you know how a lot of people just dance around truth all the time? I ain't much for dancing. Neither is John. He's just flat out, oh, you want to hear the witness? He that believe on, on the Son of God hath a witness in himself. He, he that believeth not God hath made him a liar. Well, how do you really feel about it, John? I love John because he's so black and white. If I call you a liar, you get all upset, and so you should. But he'll call you a liar and just like, you don't believe Jesus is a liar. Pure and simple. What's your problem? Um, we're going to get in this in a second, but I want to tell you about lying and stuff like this. I don't like it when you call me a liar. God doesn't like it when he calls you a liar. So I'm telling you, like, um, you say, um, I say, you like Mexican? You go, um, Oh, I love Me- I love authentic Mexican. Well, you know, I went to the University of Mexico and I graduated Mexico City, and I was a chef. And you know, for my money, El Pablo's Taco Shack down here. Now, this is all facetious, and I'm just giving you an example. I say this is the best Mexican around. I see you, you know, a couple months later, and I said, "Hey, have you had that place yet?" And you go, "No, I've had Mexican several places, but I haven't eaten there yet." Why? I think you like a thing. Well, Adam, just I, I don't trust you. I, I don't I don't believe you. I don't, and you know how people really spiritualize it. Well, you, you're talking about faith and go, well, I'm trying. Like, hey, here's something. Shut up. You know, I tell you something. You say, like, well, Adam, I'm trying to believe you. That, that's unnoble. That's, you could just call me a liar. I, I'm not happy about it, but God's happy when you call him a liar. And this is what this passage is saying. We believe people well enough, but when God speaks, we ought to. I mean, the, the witness of God is greater than men. Yeah, because men lie sometimes. I don't like it when you call me a lie. And by the way, I, let me just talk about this just a second while I'm on this subject. I may get my facts wrong. This, I get really exercised when somebody calls me a liar. I may get my facts wrong. I may study real hard and still not get it right. But stand here and deliberately deceive you? 
I would get very exercised if somebody called me a liar. If somebody called you a liar, get right up in your face and called you a liar, you should be upset. God is. Because God said, he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. And he that believeth not God hath made him a liar. So you're at the baptism of, of Jesus Christ. And the voice from heaven says, My beloved Son, whom I am well pleased. What do you say? To the sky. You're a liar? Some did. I mean, ostensibly, maybe not verbally, but they didn't receive that testimony. You remember at the time? Some said, Hey, it thundered. What's that all about? Well, if I believe the voice that I just heard with my own ears, my own lion ears, I got to submit to the messiahship of Jesus Christ. I don't get to call all the shots anymore. By the way, mark my words, but please listen to me. I've been around a long time. That's always all it is ever. That's always all it is Ever, usually sexually. I, I, you can't tell me who I can sleep with, who I, I don't have. I'll sleep with whoever I want. And now we start having questions about, well, is there really a God? Has he really spoken? Is Jesus really his son? And he should just be less uptight. If there is a God, I mean, we're into the 21st century now. You can sleep with whoever you want. You can live together. You can, you know, and, and we just kind of rewrite the record and rewrite the, we just we do it to our, because why? Because God ain't gonna talk to me, tell me what to do, who he thinks he is. And it's always that. It's always like, and we can say things like that sound noble, like I'm trying to believe. No, you're not. You're a liar, and it's you won't submit. That's always all it is. So, um, working with uh, people or something like this, and they come to saving knowledge, you guys, you always can talk about this, and they'll say, yeah, I always knew Jesus was the Christ. I mean, back when I was reckless and rebellious and sinful, I always knew Jesus was the Son of God, and I always knew there was life in his... They'll tell you that. But when they haven't submitted, they will argue tooth and nail. They will just not... Anyway, so the Spirit of God bears... How do you know that you're going to heaven? How do you know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? The Spirit of God inside of you. You say, well, what if you don't have the Spirit of God? Well, you're still in that place where you're calling God a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave his Son. Well, what's the record God gave his Son? This is the record that God gave to us. Eternal life. This life is in his Son. This is one of the first verses I remember. I, 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 have you ever heard me quote this before? Yeah, because you have. Of course you have. This is the record that God has given eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Is there any scripture in all the Bible that's more plain than this? But it can't be true. We know it can't be, because that means there's only one way to heaven. And we know that's not true, right? Wrong. There is one way to heaven. What about people don't accept Jesus Christ? This is the record that God has given to us, eternal life. This life is in the Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Can't find a loophole. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, I'm really not. I'm sorry that offends you. You know, I talk about people who say, hey, prepare to be offended. Is the gospel of Jesus Christ offensive? Yeah. You mean there's only one way? God can't be that narrow. Listen, if you think this all out, there is only one way. 
I, you know, we all love John 14, 6. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. It's pretty narrow. Jesus says it's a broad way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the, is the way, and straight is the, straight is the way, and narrow is the gate that leads to life. And few there be that find it. You want to be in the majority? The majority is going to hell. It's the broad way. Plenty of people, arm and arm, off to perdition, celebrating the journey. I don't believe that Jesus is the Christ. Well, you make God a liar. He says he is. And this is, the, this is what's offered in the testimony. Okay? We believe, we believe men. We ought to believe God. This is what God says about it. Yep, Jesus. This is the record that God hath given to us. Eternal life. This life is in his son. What else? What else, God? What else do we got to know? In his son... And in Muhammad, if you're a, a sincere, a sincere Muslim, God grades us on sincerity. He really does, right? No. No. They're talking about people. Who say, look at verse 13. We'll, we'll get there. These things I've written to you believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. I was watching Hollywood Squares. You remember back when that was a thing? You're going to be like quailed to remember Hollywood Squares. And Paul Lind was on it, and they were asking him a question about, I remember this like it was yesterday, they asked him a question about, you know, Billy Graham says that when I die, I'm going to a place, and it gives me great peace of mind. And he asked Paul Lind where that place was. And Paul Lind, like, he couldn't even come up with a good bluff. You know, you're supposed to say, and then they're supposed to agree with you, and you get X or no. You know, get no. Anyway, watch some reruns, I don't know. But anyway, Paul Lind couldn't come up with a good bluff, and so he said, heaven. And Paul, Paul Lind looked like, how does he know he's going to heaven? You can see it on his face. I, and I don't know Paul Lynn from, I don't, I never met the guy, okay? He was one of these, and he was on like Bewitched. He had a bit part. And he was one of these, you know, celebrities that didn't do much worth celebrating. But anyway, he was like the center square on Hollywood Squares for years. And he's kind of clever and funny and sort of made the show funny and pleasure to watch. But he couldn't come up with an answer. And he was thinking, like, how does Billy Graham know he's going to heaven when he's going to die? When In my upbringing, Catholicism, you can't say I'm going to heaven. You still can't do that. And this kind of really modern, updated version of Catholicism, you still can't do that. Because you earn your way to heaven by being good, by saying rosaries, for instance, by going to Mass. Well, how many Masses do you have to go to? How many rosaries do you have to say? And you go and you light a candle. Well, how many candles do you have to light? And you receive communion. Well, how many communions do you have to receive? And you do all these Catholic things, and they, you add up the points, and if you get to that mountain of points, when you, on Judgment Day you pass it in here, I earn salvation. And they'll never let you know how many, whatever it is, got to do. And my mom says, that's the sin of, they even got a word for it, it's the sin of presumption. I presume I'm going to go to heaven. How come you don't know that? How come people don't know they're going to heaven? Well, you know, you tell somebody, yeah, I think I'm a pretty good person. I think I'm going to go to heaven. And then you find these verses. This is recited to you on, on Judgment Day. What a time to find out. I mean, don't wait till then. Yeah, you're going to stand before God. Well, I'm a good person. He goes, actually, no. Roll the film and you see all the depravity, all the wickedness, all the sin sickness, all the twisted. And God knows that we're not good people. That's why he sent Jesus Christ to die for our sins. And so here we are like, ah, I'm in. And 
No, you're not. But we can know, and these things are written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. It's not a mystery. God's not hiding like Easter eggs throughout the galaxy. And then we're getting like, he's oh, you're hot, hot, hot. Oh, red, hot, red. Oh, you're cold, you're cold, you're cold. He's playing his little game with us as he's kind of, Ah, listen. Hey, let me spell it out for you, God says. I'm, I'm offering this in a testimony, okay? This is something you've got to judge and consider. This is what I'm offering. This is the record. This is a testimony. You say, it's something you've got a different word. You'll have testimony. It's, this is, you're the jury. And God's saying, I'm offering this in the evidence. Jesus is my son. And I've given you eternal life through him. This is the record that God has given us. Eternal life. Did we earn it? No, he's given it to us. It's a free gift. And it's in his son. He that hath the son has life. He that hath not the son of God hath not life. I, I love this. I love this. It's crisp and it clears any verse in all of scripture. And all that make-believe nonsense, that good person stuff, well, I've never cheated on my wife, well, I've never killed any all this stuff just disappears and melts away. I've never had any, so share this with family and friends, I've never had anyone come up with a good do I want to be that combative, that conf confrontational? Yeah, not in the sense of like being argumentative, but Boy, you want to figure some stuff out before you get there? These things I've written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. How many is that here? You believe on the name of the Son of God? That you may know that you have eternal life. Hallelujah. Big surprise when I die, stand before the creator of the universe. When he starts saying, hey, let's roll a tape of his life, I, I, I don't want that. On my best day, I don't want that. Is there a tape to be had? I think it's locked in a vault, disintegrated. It, listen, it's, it, it's wherever Hillary Clinton's emails ended up. It's in the same spot, okay? I'm just, I'm just saying. It's never to be retrieved again. I think the answer is like, there is no answer for my sin. But I'm, I'm signed up. I'm, I'm, I have Jesus. I have... I have life. What do these verses mean? They mean you can know and you should know and you have to know before you're there. I've written this that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Well, I'm trying. No, you're not. No, you're not. Please. You're believing or you're not. You know. God's often a testimony. Don't call God a liar. That, you, you see men's testimony. God would never lie to you. That's that's pretty straightforward. Anyway, okay, let's stand. We'll pray. Uh, we'll uh, have worship here. Now, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Lord, you've done this and much more besides. You've given us your very Son to be the propitiation 
the sacrifice for our sin. And Lord, we haven't made peace with you by being good people. We've made our peace with you through the cross of Jesus Christ. We thank and praise you. Bless us now in Jesus' name. Amen.